Hi, and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to find and follow your purpose and build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, a serial entrepreneur and coach, and I'm the founder of the Network for Transformational Leaders. The podcast shares inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. Every week, I interview top thought leaders that share their life stories, giving you advice on how you can tune in to what you're really here to do. Please go to kittytalks.com and take the free Bliss Life Audio and start creating a life you love today. to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today I have with me Beth Davies. Hello, Beth. Hi. All the way from, where are you, Beth? Beautiful. Looks beautiful. I'm in uh, Los Angeles, California. Oh, mm-hmm. It just looks gorgeous. And it looks beautiful and sunny. <laughs> and it is. Yep, not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> and we have got an amazing interview for you today. Beth is a palm pilot for the soul of your business and an intuitive business catalyst. She's a secret sage to global leaders, spiritual teachers and celebrities, and she can help you discover your purpose through looking at your hand. So Beth, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited about the conversation we're going to have. Thank you. So I'd love it if you don't mind just sharing with my audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do in the world. Sure. Uh, Mostly people come to me when they're in some kind of spiritual crisis of meaning, meaning that they're wondering, who am I? Why am I here? Is there a purpose to my life? And if there is a purpose, what is that purpose? So typically, the person that finds me is uh, a bored career professional who's been at it for a while. And they're having essentially a midlife crisis. They may have just uh, gotten divorced or they're an empty nester, or they got laid off from their job, or they're in the middle of a health crisis or coming out of a health crisis, there's some kind of crisis happening, causing them to uh, question, what's it all about? What's it all about? And when they come to me, essentially what I do is I read what's in their palms, not from a predictive standpoint, because I am at my root, an extremely practical person. And if I cannot apply strategy and and, uh, the application of that strategy, I'm I'm not particularly interested in philosophy for philosophy's sake. It's nice to talk ideas and ultimately, uh, is there a practical application? Uh, Does it help the person get out of the crisis and onto their authentic path? And what's amazing about the hands is it is a, a map of your brain and and science has clearly shown that our brain, the way the neural pathways work actually control the hands. And we know this because it's through our hands that we build. Uh, The shape of your hand tells me what your hands are designed to do. I mean, I can look at someone's hands and say, oh, you're a cook or you're a sculptor or clearly you're a contractor or you're a pianist or a violinist or a typist, whatever, Um, because your hands are a tool. And uh, that tool is completely congruent uh, with the rest of your biology. 
So I look at it from a biological standpoint that nature has given you a map On your to head. your DNA, right? To wow. your DNA. And it was funny. I was just, yeah, it's great. Isn't it great? Yeah, so, and nature is amazing. Yeah. So it stands to reason that we have a map. Yeah on our hands of course it's that it's like right there if you look down at the palm of your hands (laughs) nature gave us some we like to make it difficult here's a little backstory on this around the 1500s like a while back oh 600 years ago whatever uh the hand analysis was taught in universities and even before that aristotle plato you know the greeks used it because it's so accurate for understanding self, to the own, to thine own self be true. This is so important. And it was taught in universities, and then it was uh, removed from universities uh, for a variety of different reasons, part of a kind of clampdown on people being empowered. And it is, it is even to this day retained this uh, reputation mm-hmm. as being fortune-telling and being woo. In fact, yesterday I was at a meeting with a friend of mine, and I can't believe she said this to me, but she did. She said, you know, I don't know if I believe in this hand stuff. I mean, blah, 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 blah. And then she started telling me about how she believed in her tarot card readings. And I said to her, and I'm all, I, love tar- I love tarot card readings, don't get me wrong. I have lots of tarot decks because I love symbology. But I, I, I said to her, I said, so let me get this straight. I'm going to throw some cards and someone else is going to read them. And that's going to be more accurate than my biology. I, that makes no sense to me. But okay, you're entitled to think that. But Wait. she has, you know, a lot of people have this thing about. <clears throat> but you're right. I know myself. It's kind you of know? a, it's like, a, it's kind of something that goes along when you think you have your palm read. They're going to predict your future yeah. rather than right. what you're saying is it's a map of your life right there in front of you. Right. Mm. That's right. Almost like it's been right. and, and it's all. It's been discredited, and here's the thing. So the gypsies, much like the Jews, kept being thrown out from city to city to city. For hundreds of years, they just migrated around. And they, they came from the, the Asiatic areas of the world, and they actually brought palmistry to Europe. And we have the gypsies to thank for keeping it alive. Uh, there's a lot of the ancient palmistry that's very accurate because your hands are a map of your body. And so over time, people realized, oh, this, this marking and this shape relates to this part of our life. And uh, after you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of hands read, these things have, have borne out as truth. I think the discrediting of it, I, I, this is my personal theory, is when you know your map, mm-hmm. you suddenly have a tool to navigate your life and you take your power from the external and you bring it back to yourself. Mm. And we are living in a time right now where we are finding our inner authority, which is not external. It has nothing to do mm. with, with praying to the gods. And I upset a lot of people talking about this because we really want to give our power away to everything external, the government, whatever. I mean, yeah. I don't want to get off on that tangent, but you know, there's this power giveaway and the idea that we have this tool to know our path is a huge amount of responsibility mm. because it means if I know it and I don't trust it and I know that it's true because it feels right in my body and my life experience shows me that this is who I am. If I don't listen to it and follow it, uh, 
then I'm responsible for the failure that in my life, mm. which we're responsible for anyway. So knowledge is power, but knowledge also scares people because then you're on the hook. And I've had many people say to me, I don't want to know my purpose because what if I live my life and fail to do it? Which is fascinating because you and I had a conversation so, before we came on air about, you know, the whole point of these kitty talks is to show people that when you get on your soul path, how the universe opens up for you. So you and I both. That's right. That's right. Well, another way to think of it is this. <clears throat> we have like the law of attraction, synchronicity, um, communicating with source, communicating with our guides, praying to God, all of that. I look at this very mechanistic mechanistically scientifically we essentially live in an energy matrix the entire universe is an energy matrix our bodies are bundles of energy that appear to be solid we know that we're not and essentially what keeps our bodies solid is consciousness so mm. you have a different consciousness than i have and we look different but we're a lot alike and we're actually all connected so mm. we're in this matrix that's just running all the time this matrix of energy and when we line up with our true design, our map, mm -hmm. our soul, mm -hmm. life starts working. Mm. And that's when the law of attraction kicks in. Suddenly, life can start bringing to us the right people, places, experiences, opportunities that match with who we truly are because it is an energy game. We are, money's an energy game, time. It's all an energy game. <laughs> the more, I mean, money itself is made up, right? It's made up. Mm -hmm. We're in an energy game. And when we understand who we really are and we start making choices, because it's our decisions that rule everything. We make decisions internally from the place of truth, the place of soul, our lives start to work. And it seems like magic, but it's actually quite scientific. It actually mm -hmm. isn't magic. It's an alignment of our, of our true self in the world. So most people beat their head against the wall because they're in the, the wrong relationship. They're doing the wrong work. They're mm. spending their time in ways that aren't beneficial. Mm. And yet they don't know what the alternative is. And then they encounter something like this and they say to me, oh, I don't believe in that. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you can keep struggling because my life's working and yours isn't. So somebody has this figured out. Absolutely. You know? so and I would <laughs> absolutely, and you know, you and I are so aligned in what in our work because you know yeah. we just want to make lives people people's lives better. You know, right. the quicker you get right. on the right path, you know, things will flow and it's beautiful. So I yes. I would love love Beth to understand your transformation story. You know, for someone listening, what an incredible you know thing you're doing in the world. But how on earth did this happen in your life? You know, yeah. yeah. I love that you asked that because yesterday I was teaching a class and uh, this class that I teach is called the biology of business. And my whole approach is that you are your business in life. Like you are your business. You're, mm. you're it. And mm. all the resources are inside of you. And I had a bit of an epiphany about this yesterday in relationship to your question. And I realized that I have figured something out about freedom, about really being free to do what you want to do with your life. Because I do what I want. I mean, I'm sitting on a porch with my coffee talking to you and you're in the UK and I'm in California and my schedule's my own. Mm. Someone scheduled this call on my team. I didn't even have to schedule the call, but here <laughs> I am. <laughs> and I can't even believe it. I pinch myself every day, you know? 
and I make a ton of money and I get to travel all over the world and I help my clients make money and travel if that's what they want, do what they want to do. So anyways, how did this all happen? Well, freedom is my top value and anything that influences freedom is key to me. So health, mm -hmm. you need health for freedom. Yeah. Money, you need yeah. for freedom. Uh, you need discipline for freedom. So I'm very disciplined. I mean, very, you know, I've, I've, I've schedule everything and I'm disciplined about what I eat and I'm disciplined about who I let into my space. Lots of boundaries. Gonna have lots of boundaries for Yes, yeah, healthy boundaries. Lots of healthy boundaries. Yeah, lots of healthy boundaries. Like no is a complete sentence. Uh, and if you can't say no, you can't say yes. You know, so anyway, I, so freedom has always driven me. And in my 20s, to get to the story, I had probably a 20 something's idea of freedom, which was a bit reckless. I can do whatever I want. I'm going to try everything. I'm going to get into a lot of trouble. <clears throat> you and I talked about that too. <laughs> you know, I'm going to yeah, snort <laughs> this, drink, right? I'm going to snort this and drink this and oh, go here. Oh, yeah. da, 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 yeah, right. Like spend money I don't have and gave a bunch of credit card debt. Yes, I'm going to do it all. And, uh, and then I realized, wait, this isn't freedom. This is imprisonment. Yeah. So I decided to clean up my act and get a job and I had multiple jobs. So I was bartending and waitressing and doing bookkeeping at all these jobs just to, just to get by. Uh, and eventually I got a real job. I'd gone to India. This is where the freedom thing comes in. I was dating a guy and he said, I'm going to India. Do you want to come? I had no interest in going to India at all. Like, why? I was like, why would anyone go to India? Like, really? That's where I was at. Like, it's dirty there. I don't want to go to India. And he's like, yeah, yeah, come to India. So I call my family and they're like, are you insane? An all expense paid trip to India? You should go to India. You know, so I, got my, I got my shots. I went to India and my mind was completely blown. One by the people. They were so, uh, um, they were so in their hearts. Mm. They were touching really. They, they hadn't shut all that down. Like we in the West, we just walk around in our heads, looking at our phones, like not touching each other. And this was before, this is 1995. So this was before the iPhone craze, right? So all this warmth and, and all the chaos, I realized, and all the people forced people to develop a spiritual practice to look inward, meditation, chanting, reverence. It's like when you have that much chaos, you've got to find that still center. I'm like, oh, this is great. Very interesting. So I went to India. Then I went to Nepal for a month. Then he and I came back and we traveled all through the Southern United States. It was basically a five month trip. And we got back to LA and I thought, what am I gonna do with my life? <laughs> I had my spiritual crisis early. I was like 26 or something. What am I gonna do with my life? And my boyfriend said, well, you might wanna get a job. That would be like a good start. You know? Cause I don't wanna haul your butt around, you know? I'm like, okay, okay. So I went to a temp agency and I got a job as a secretary for a design company. And after two days, the owner, or no, the owner's assistant approached me and said, you're really smart. <laughs> we wanna hire you. Like, it's like to like take over some project here. Like, we can't even believe what you're able to do. I'm like, all right. So I said yes to the job. And before I knew it, I was like the, 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 the um, procurer of projects for this mm -hmm. company. And uh, it was a decent job. So suddenly I'm making 40,000 a year. and. I had a, a nice apartment at the time with my boyfriend and I bought myself a nice car and I was a mile from work uh, and it was in this art gallery center in, in LA. And, you know, every day I'd get to sit outside and have my chicken salad. And it was like, it was pretty great. But I, I, 
would come home from work and feel empty. Mm. And then the boyfriend and I broke up because we weren't really a match. So I got my own place um, a mile away. And in and around that time, I was getting more and more depressed. Scarily so. Mm. Very depressed. And I would come home from work and I'd be crying myself to sleep. I could not figure out what was wrong. So I spoke with a spiritual teacher I knew and she said, I'm worried that you're going to die. Like, like physically die. And she's like, yeah, wow. Because you don't really have a reason for being here and you've already figured out the game. Um, you know, that you, know, you know, that, you know, that you're not here to do stuff you don't want to do and have a job to pay bills. You've already, you're 26. You figured this out. So now what? I said, well, I don't, I don't know that I want to die. And she said, well, why don't you start praying? Just start praying. So I started praying felt kind of silly, but I'd had a bad experience in Catholic school, but I agree. I agreed. I would start praying. And I said, God, you know, universe, help me out here. Send me a sign. I want to know my life's purpose. I was afraid. I want to know my life's purpose. And meantime, my friend, Pammy just kept bugging me saying, you got to get your palms read. I had the most amazing palm reading. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. <laughs> I had one of those that come into my life. Go, yeah. yeah. Go and have a reading. Yeah. Right, right. I'm like, oh, that's, I was so facetious, like, you know, making a fit, like, that's a great idea. I have a palm reading. She would not let up. She must have called me eight times. She said, you know, you're very social. You could host some people at your house. I'm like, oh, okay. So I said, all right, I'll do, I'll do it for you. I will host a party. So I got like eight people together and the hand reader came over. And before the party started, she took my hands right in the doorway. And she looked at my hands and looked at my face and looked at my hands and she grabbed my hands. Said, Beth, you are not living the life you're meant to live. You wow. are not living your life's purpose. I started bawling. Oh, it resonated and, with you that strongly then. Oh, away. I just was, I was straight away. And so we did the event. And then as a payment for organizing it, I got a reading for 25 bucks instead of the usual price. So I said, all right, I'll do this reading. All right, I'll do the reading. <laughs> and I think at the time it was recorded on a cassette recorder. I mean, you know, we're talking the 90s, right? Yeah. So she records this reading and says to me, you are a spiritual teacher. And she said, you are here to empower people around their life purpose, their core identity. Um, and you're here to bring this message to millions of people. Wow. And she said, it's why you've struggled so much to find your purpose and why it's so important to you because you're the per per person, one of the people to help people find their purpose. And I, then it made sense to me. Oh, right. The thing we struggle for, it's the well, That's what thing. I've always struggled for. <laughs> and now what am I doing? Yeah. Right. Right. So that was the whole genesis of it. And I decided to start studying hands. I kept my job and, uh, after about two years, I thought I'm going to start doing this more full time. So I got a part time job and I kept reading hands. And then within about another year, I was making about eight grand a month. This is pretty good, like 1998 or whatever it was. Yeah. And um, I had like no overhead. Yeah. Cool. And I'm like, this is great. I'm quitting my job. Like, this is fantastic. <laughs> and uh, business is in my hands. Who knew? I'd never, I'd never thought about owning my own business. And she said, having a business is your life purpose. Spiritual teacher, business owner, that's your life purpose. I have no idea what to do with it, but I believed her. 
because it was the best thing I'd ever heard about myself. And it was the only thing I'd ever heard that made any sense. Yeah, because it rang true. The conditioning I'd learned, mm. do well in school. I was mm. valedictorian in my high school. I went to an Ivy League college. Mm. I got out, I had all these job offers. I said no to that, pursued acting, didn't like acting, kept getting good job offers because of my education, was bored out of my mind at these jobs. Mm. And I thought, this is insane. Mm. And it's so many people's lives. <laughs> oh my, because it's conditioning. Yeah. Because if we're really living our life according to our map, it doesn't look like anybody else's life. No, it's totally off the map almost, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Because the map is designed to create tribal security. The mm. map is designed to create conformity for a small group of people who benefit from that other people being cogs in the wheel. Mm. And I figured that out in my 20s. I'm like, this is BS. Mm. I want no part of this. And talk to me about... Talk to me about, because obviously people listening to this, they're on that path, you know, they're listening yeah. to these interviews because they are trying to find their purpose. And, you know, we're encouraging them to do that. Because, But talk to me about what happens when you shifted and obviously you accepted that that was what you were here to do. Talk to me about the benefits and kind of how things change for you. Well, I wasn't depressed anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, I, I wasn't feeling like I was dying physically and <laughs> so that's pretty good uh, and one thing is so fun it's so fun to be engaged with what we're here to do and when I was teaching that class just yesterday and going on and on about the need for freedom one of the other things that came up was this idea around creativity which you mentioned and one of the things we do to ourselves that's really not helpful is we look at what's missing in our life. Mm. Oh, I don't have that partner. Or I wish I had more money or I wish I was thinner or taller or more skilled. And the way we resolve that is to get creative. So instead of looking at what's missing, it's go take a painting class, uh, get your hands read and engage with the map of who you are and start making choices that are directly aligned with the truth of who you are and eradicate and eliminate everything else that isn't real, that mm. isn't you, that mm. isn't you. I'll, I'll, I'll just totally with you on the kind of creativity thing, like, you know, once we start to embrace our gifts and talents, because, you know, we are totally unique. Yes. There's nobody on the planet like you, like me, you know, and actually there's only us who will start to understand our own life purpose and once we embrace that like you know someone had said to me three years ago you'd start a podcast on purpose and I thought they were bonkers but you know like you and I both know that creativity then sparks change and mm -hmm. if, if Mark Zuckerberg hadn't started Facebook you know if he'd have listened to those inner, de inner demons right you know we wouldn't have changed the world no I mean Facebook has it has done wonderful things the world and also not so wonderful things but that's the that's what happens with creativity is you don't know what's going to happen but mm -hmm. it will move the energy forward and you know he couldn't control like he can't control it now that's yeah. the thing with our creation they take on a life of their own and then we have to sort of let them do what they do and they live as long as they live until they burn out but we have to create uh, so that's, that's a big, big part of what I encourage people to do is, you know, find out your map. And here's the thing specifically, your fingerprints mm -hmm. 
form in utero between the 14th and 16th week of development, and they don't change. Within those fingerprint patterns resides your life purpose, mm. because the fingerprints don't change, and they're right in the tips of the fingers. The tips of your fingers represent the crown of your head, right. interestingly enough. So the, the whole body system is in the hands. So the crown of your head is represented by the tip of your fingers at digits and that connection yep. is to the environment, to the outer world. So your purpose is your bridge to your environment. It is the only way mm. to effectively navigate and influence your environment and have your environment support you is to be on purpose. If you do anything off that track, your life is going to be hell or super boring. One of well, the two. Well, I've obviously interviewed 65 people and you know the common theme is where they were going the wrong way, the universe was giving bigger and bigger wake-up calls until they got on the right path. That's right. Well, mm. it's not even wake-up calls, actually. I mean, I love that idea that the universe is giving us wake-up calls, but actually it's from our crappy decisions. Because when we don't have the right information, we make bad decisions that cause us enormous suffering. And when we wake up, like I said, to the energy field, we start making correct decisions. And it seems like a miracle, like, oh, I'm in the flow and the universe is working with me. It's like, no, you're working with the universe. Mm. That's the thing. We have to work with the universe. The universe doesn't care. The universe just is. It's just there. It doesn't have feelings. It doesn't care if you live or die. It has, it's, it's completely unemotional. Only humans are emotional. Animals. Animals and humans are emotional. Stars don't care. So it's just information. We're in an information frequency. And so when we stop making crap decisions, because you'll always make bad decisions if you don't know who you are, because you cannot make good decisions unless you know who you are. Our decisions make us or break us. So when we start making aligned decisions, such as, I'll give you a concrete example. Yeah. I'm going to leave that job that sucks the living daylights out of me. And I am going to go back to school and pursue this thing I really want to do. Or I'm going to say yes to this person who loves me because I'm tired of resisting intimacy and they're terrific. And I'm going to say yes to it. So when we start saying no to the things that don't work and yes to the things that do, our lives, then the universe can assist us, right? But mostly we're saying no, like even to our hands. Oh, I don't believe in that. I'm like, okay, that's nice. You've just now said no once again to the very thing that could set you free because we don't want the responsibility it's much easier to go oh the universe is giving right I, i'm not i'm not criticizing that phrase but like oh the universe is giving me signs no you are giving yourself signs from your crappy decisions and the feedback is it's not working that's the feedback your life doesn't work mm. so if we want our lives to work we have to take all the power back all of it and go, it's my decisions. Everything that happens to me, I'm creating that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm part, I mean, I don't create it all, but I'm participating in the ease or difficulty of my experience from the decisions I'm making. And if I'm not making decisions from my soul, if I'm making decisions from my mind and from the conditioning of the environment, my life isn't going to work. Mm. And, and so that's when the magic kicks in, when we line up. And I think, one of the things I'd like you to kind of go deeper on is obviously we talked about conditioning, but it's very difficult yeah. when you're in that, you know, when you're in that, you know, you, we're conditioned to such a deep level that we have to work yes. hard. We yes. have, you know, you have to work mm -hmm. at certain hours or, yeah. you know, so 
for someone listening to yeah. this is maybe still there in their corporate days you know they know that something's yeah. not right they're feeling it they're, they're but they don't know what to do what kind of advice would you have for somebody who they're transitioning but you know well I'd say get a hand reading because it's very inspiring and it will give you clarity. That would be a good place to start is at least figure out your map, figure out your design. That's, that's always a really, really good, good place to start. And then looking at the conditioning, here's the thing. Let's, let's use that phrase like you've, uh, you've got to work hard for success. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Well, some people do and some people don't. It depends on their map. Now, I work hard, but my work isn't hard. Yeah. It's not hard work I, because I work a lot. So people say, you work too much. And I'm like, no, I, I, I yeah. actually, actually could work a little bit more than I do, actually, because I know my capacity for work. Now, not everyone is designed to work the way that I work. And if people who aren't designed to work the way I work, try to keep up with me, they're going to get sick. They're going to burn out. If I don't work the way I'm designed to work, I will get sick. Because my remedy is almost always just go to work. My life works if I go to work. Mm. So one of the beautiful things about learning our math is discovering, oh, I'm a person that ought not to work that hard. Maybe 15 to 20 hours a week is ideal. So how do I structure my life to support the amount of energy I actually have available for output? Mm. I can work 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week, depending on the project I'm working on. And be just fine, just mm. fine, happy as can be. As long as I, you know, I need a little time off, but I'm not a big vacation person. I don't like laying on the beach. I, I'm not big into entertainment. I don't like board games. I don't like cartoons. I, I really don't like to go to amusement parks except to ride the roller coasters because they're exciting. Um, I like, if I'm going to do something recreational, I want to bungee jump or jump out of a plane or go on a roller coaster. Or <laughs> downhill, ski, downhill skiing, something fast, yeah. you know, mountain motorcycling, you know, like fast, fast, fast. Uh, that's just me. But some people like that. So it's, it's understanding, oh, I'm a person that needs lots of downtime. Like I have a friend who is an incredible spiritual channel and she meditates four to six hours a day. Wow. And, the, and that's her job, right? And the things yeah. that come through her are prophetic. She can see world events. She can remote view. She could sit with you and just tell you your whole life. Why? Because she's tuned into a frequency in this energetic grid yeah. Yeah. that is a frequency that she's able to tune into because it's her design to tune into it. You got me? Yeah. Whereas if you asked, I don't know, any one of those skateboard heroes, those guys that are, you know, do the, um, the, the X games, you know, crazy extreme sports, you ask one of those guys to sit still, to meditate four to six hours a day, he'd probably end up killing himself. Because his design yeah. is to use his physical energy six to eight hours a day doing extreme sports because his hands would show this. Hands show this. His hands are built for that. So we're built a certain way to use our energy in a certain way. So this idea, you know, you've got to work hard for results. Well, it's just propaganda mm. because all that matters in the end is, well, what does your internal authority say? Mm. So it's our job to well, figure that out. Yeah, and that's why these tools like hand analysis help shave off the learning curve. I mean, the biggest piece of feedback I get from my clients is, Beth, you've saved me years of searching. I have so much clarity. I have permission. I have validation. I'm excited again. I'm not bored. I know where I'm going. I know my next steps. 
right? There's, I provide clarity to people, right? It's like that confusion is gone. And it's such a relief just to not be confused because with all the media input we get, we're too overstimulated as humans. Like we really ought to only deal with media an hour or two a week, Mm. a week. And Mm. people are spending hours a day on television or hours a day on Facebook. And I don't want to even hear about it from my clients. Like I don't have time. I'm like, I see you on Facebook. Mm. Don't even tell me you don't have time. You're wasting your life. I don't want to hear about it. Mm. Everybody has all the time in the world to do everything they need to do and have lots of downtime. And I know this. So we're bombarded with propaganda that says, oh, this is how you should date. And this is how you should eat. And this is, and then there's lots of conflicting information, right? And it all conflicts. You know, you find, oh, coffee's good for you. Oh, coffee can kill you. Bananas are good for you. Bananas will make you fat, right? Keeping you confused. Yeah. And so the way you cut through all that is it's like, it doesn't matter what that says. I will go into the field to extract information related to questions I have about what I'm creating, but I am not going to let the field dictate what my choices are. Mm. My organism will dictate what my choices are, and then you have control of your life, and that is, that's freedom. When you have control over how you spend your time, energy, and money, Mm. that's freedom. And that's what I wish for everyone. But the only way you can have that control is to have the knowledge of your intrinsic biological design. That's, mm. And that's, of course, my opinion. Yeah, oh, I could totally relate. No, no, I totally relate to your opinion because we're taught to look outside of ourselves. We're taught to give yeah. our power away. But what, what I totally believe is actually we tune into who we are and what we're here to do, like we've been talking about. Things start to flow and then we just stay in our own lane. Yeah. You know, let's stay in your own lane because no one else has got a purpose like you or, you know, no one else is doing exactly what you are. And of course, we get distracted, like you said, social media, we compare ourselves to others, we play the blame comparison game. And before you know it, you're up here again, where you need to be in here. Mm -hmm. Mm. I mean, I really know it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. It just doesn't matter. I mean, it just doesn't matter because I know what I'm doing Mm. and I know why I'm here. And it's, I'll take input, but I'm still going to do what's right for me. Mm, absolutely. I'm always asking people for their opinions and their, you know, I've, I've dated guys in the past and they're like, you know, why do you, you know, you get everyone's opinion and you ask all these people and you should just know. And I said, oh, do you not think I don't know? I said, all those people's opinions give me more information mm-hmm. to help my decision, but mm-hmm. it's my decision. I'm not putting that decision on what someone told me or information they gave me. But mm. I'm a person, I need a lot to respond to, to create. I need a lot of people and ideas and stimulus. And so I get a lot of input and it helps me create. Now, not everyone's, of course, designed that way. Mm. And that's what's so interesting. So even someone's offhand comment about, hey, you ba ba ba, it's like, hey, that's a projection. That's your judgment. I know who I am. And the more we know who we are, the more we can filter out all the propaganda and go, oh, that's helpful feedback. That's a judgment or a projection, nothing to do with me. And I'm surrounded by people projecting onto me just because of the role I have. I mean, anyone visible gets projected onto all the time. And it's like, you know, most people don't know who I am. They're not going to know who I am from this interview. And they'll judge me based on the mood I'm in today. And I'm kind of in a funky mood. Some days I'm in a, some days I'm in a sweet, loving mood, you know, and today I'm just feeling very feisty. So, you know, 
there's none of that you can control, but you can know your purpose. And the hands also tell me your emotional style, how you, how you process emotions, how you process thoughts, how you use your physical energy. Are you super athletic or kind of sedentary and what's right for you? Um, your gift markings, there's up to 18 gift markings in the hand, the gift markings for healing, money-making, writing and speaking, psychic ability, um, being an advocate, um, being a leader. All the of that of detail you can get from your hands. So detailed. It's so detailed. And what's great is everyone's hands are different. Yeah. Uh, everyone's different. And there's a, there's a database of information. You know, there's over 300 markings, but it's the combination of the data that influences you. Because we're, you know, we're human. Yeah. So we're dealing with the same deck of information and yeah. then we're each given different parts of it. And if you look at any system, uh, human design, astrology, the Enneagram, all the data in a system is the full system. And then each human has emphasis on certain parts of the data. Now, what's cool about this is it makes us all different with different voices and appearances and personalities. But when we get together, like you and I are getting together right now, there's a chemistry that happens mm. that changes us. So our interaction with others is required to fulfill our purpose. We, we cannot do this purpose alone. And that's why for me, I like to go right in the cafe because my energetic system is actually plugging in to the system of all the mm. people in the room and they're plugging into mine. And when you're in a pretty busy cafe, you become almost a closed circuit. It's almost like you get all the pieces of the system yeah. plugged in. Yeah. Well, different people are different. I'm like you. I get energized by people. Right. If I right. come away from people, I kind of lose my energy. Whereas if I go to an end, like, like a party, I love it. I pick up on right. the energy and I thrive off it. So That's right. That's right. Absolutely. That's fascinating, Beth. And I have to say, after we put down the phone, I'm going to talk to you about having my palm done because oh, it's just okay. incredible. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm totally with you. It's like a jigsaw puzzle is the way I look at it, you know. Yeah. And these things like yeah, numerology, yeah. numerology, astrology, palm reading, the more information you get in your jigsaw puzzle of your purpose and your life, it, for me anyway, I find that the easier my life becomes. And you know, I fulfill my, I'm here to fulfill my dharma. I'm making my life count. And, you know, I want to help and influence as many people. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, mm -hmm. you can sign me up. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Beth, I have loved, 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 loved our conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. And for every, everyone listening, you have to hear more about this beautiful woman. And you have to, obviously, we're going to have all her details in the show notes. So you'll be able to find Beth, connect with her, go on social media, go and have your palm read because I, I think we should. I think we should do another follow up once I've had my my palm read. I agree because <laughs> once you've had it read, oh boy! And like and like and we're on a webinar, so I can bring up your handprint. I could even show people stuff. Oh wow! Because that's how I teach classes is right here on the webinars. You know, so we have students come from all over the world, and we bring a handprint up. And then I got my little cursor and I can just point things out and here's your emotional style and ooh, here's your intuitive gift marking and here's your clairvoyance and here's your leadership and it's great. So, so, so watch this space, Kitty Talks listeners, watch this space. And obviously if it's something you're interested in, then let me know on social media. But Beth, I want to thank you so much. Really enjoyed our conversation. Really, really. Me too. So fun. Mm.
And guys, we will see you again next week with an amazing guest on Kitty Talks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Kitty Talks. Be sure to head over to our kittytalks.com website and become a member of our exclusive club and you'll get free interviews and access to our private Facebook group, exclusive webinars and secret success interviews. See you there.